0: That could take us to, and maybe we should give a little background about moments and and where where we find ourselves today, because hey, we, we we've been reading a book called "Gaining the Gap" and listening to podcasts on this concept, and it, it made me really remember, oh my goodness, where were we four years ago, and how did we get here? Look how far we've come. You know, we we're two we're two people that are constantly plagued with the inability to appreciate the success we've had.
1: Living in the gap. Because
0: we're always, yeah, we, and we're always looking. Hey, this is this ideal where I want to be. Yeah. I want to be successful. I want to be here, but I'm not yet. So I'm gonna push myself constantly to get there. But man, let's let's talk a little bit about how we got here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I, and just to touch on that too, I think if you're constantly looking at the ideal, right? If you're constantly looking at where do I want to be. Ten years down the road, what are those goals I want to achieve? Yeah. Then you accomplish a goal, yeah. you accomplish a task, and it doesn't mean anything to you. You don't mm-hmm. derive any sense of joy or satisfaction because you're just constantly thinking to, all right, well, what's that next thing I'm going to do? As compared to where have I come from in the past, like mm-hmm. a year ago, like yep. two years ago. Yep. You know, um, I I'd say for me, like where I came from with um out of out of high school um i was really trying to figure out what i wanted to do um and i had you know a small landscaping business just me um and i was thinking about either growing that and making that huge um or uh or doing something else but i knew that i really i had no interest in working for somebody and kind of like um, always being accountable to a boss I wanted my own dreams and vision to be my responsibility yeah so I went to school um did community college for about two years tried business um, business school and then I did um, engineering for about a year and ultimately just fell out of love um with it and I, I had more interest in my small business and getting that off the ground than taking these courses. I just really didn't have any interest. Yep, for I remember my that. Season.
0: Yeah. I remember that season, dude. How much you freaking hated? We took one class together, and <laughs> <laughs> it was an economics class. Yep. And you just you, it was like watching a square peg try to fit in a round hole. It was, it just wasn't for you. And I remember plugging myself a little bit with this thought of, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, I don't know what I want to do after this. I've just been told that this is the right path to follow, but you took it to the next level and say, ah, screw this. If it's not for me and I don't see a, I don't see a benefit in, in it. Now I'm going to focus on the thing that I'm passionate about. I I remember looking back on that and really admiring that he didn't, he didn't just stick with something. Cause he was told to stick. You it
1: remember up. those conversations. I I clearly remember that. Um, yeah. in uh, I don't know. probably, what were we? 18, 19.
0: Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Almost a decade ago. And,
1: Yeah. And I remember going on a walk and I'm saying to you, I don't care what I'm doing, but if I am doing something, I want to be doing it a hundred percent. I want to be all in. And if I'm, if I'm going to continue with engineering school or, you know, business school or whatever it is, I want to be the best at whatever industry it is or whatever thing I do. Um, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get passionate. I couldn't get motivated about continuing with, with those courses. Um, and I, I, I remember that clearly. I remember you saying like, dude, you got to do what you're passionate about, you know? And yeah. at the time I was thinking about doing some real estate stuff, you know, yeah. to Jeff, you were there, you were on the team doing ISA stuff at the time, right?
0: Yeah, man. That's what I wanted to do. So my, my dilemma was very similar to yours. I was <laughs> I was making cold calls, and and back when we were first running Facebook ads, we were just grabbing up everybody because Facebook was insane, where someone could just click on an ad and it just bam volunteered all their information. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't work like that anymore. But oh my goodness, there was just so much. There was so much in the database at the time that was basically just calling through a phone book, and I made maybe four or five thousand of these calls. Set maybe 25, 30 appointments. And was like, I mean, my conversion rate was so low because there were, I mean, the, the leads were just incredibly low intent. I could have had probably better luck calling through a phone book. Cause people would have been way less suspicious about how I got their information. Um, no sales experience, nothing. I was just in college dating Claire. So Jeff, Jeff looped me in and said, Hey, I got a, I got a job for you to do. And then the frustration came from while well, I'm handing off these appointments Well, what's happening with them after that? Because I knew I could follow up with people. I could get them back on the phone, but I didn't feel the same level of output was coming from some of the people who were on the team at that time that are no Mm -hmm. longer with. But it it was frustrating and I got a little burned out because I wasn't seeing the success come from it that I really Mm -hmm. wanted. And Claire was was very, very hard on the real estate profession because she saw what dad went through. and, And Jeff, Jeff has been through the valleys and the and the mountains and everything in between. Yep. And she was like, I don't know if I want to sign up. And then we're talking about getting married after college. We're talking about all this stuff. And like, I don't know if I want that future. So you, if you do it or you get involved with it, you got to figure out how not to make it 100% sales. And you got to yep. have a backup plan. So yep. I finished my college and, and wound up rejoining the team after I finished college.
1: Yeah. And just provide context for what is an ISA. Um, what's an inside sales agent.
0: It's essentially a cold caller with a little bit more, a little bit more education than someone you get the call from saying, you know, hello, your extended car warranty is up. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know anything about real estate sales. All I knew was that I really believed in Jeff. And I really believed in the brand that he was building that, wow, there's something really special about this and he can really help people. Mm -hmm. And then when I would meet clients who would talk about Jeff, they were just man they were just so passionate about jeff is amazing jeff is so helpful jeff was just he was just so much better than this other realtor that we were working with whatever and i hear these stories and i'm thinking don't realtors all kind of do the same thing like yep my parents yep. worked with a new realtor every time they moved and we moved a lot growing up yep like, don't they all do the same thing? doesn't it matter which company and then i just started to think through this and then all of a sudden the light bulb came on So. Like, wow there's levels to this. like Just the same way there's levels to it in every other business, there really is levels to real estate.
1: Yeah. And that's really what motivated you was you saw his success. You saw how people really valued him and then also how that translated to repeat business. And then you start realizing that not all agents are the same. Some agents get to this place um, because of the brand, because of the way that they take care of the clients. And ultimately, that's really Jeff incorporated his personal brand. We caught that vision. We got passionate about that. And then yep. we're all funneling that. And primarily, you're funneling that into moments as mm-hmm. as the broker. Um, dude, look, talk about what we have going on tonight.
0: Yeah. So tonight is our launch event. Long time in the making. Man, do you remember... <sighs> I remember this, these conversations happening, but when we first joined moments five, five years ago, four or five years ago, at least for me, it was about five years ago. Um, I think I've been
1: an agent for five
0: years. So So it has to be now. Yeah. We were talking about having our own brand, even while we were at Keller Williams and we had this discussion, are we going to be at Keller Williams long-term? Are we going to continue there? We always had it in our head. We want to take this and make it bigger and something that a lot of people People that a big group of people can identify with because there's just so many brands. There's Kell Williams, there's e- Remax, there's EXP. There's so many big box, what would you call big box brands out there? Yeah, it's like yeah. so we wanted to bring it home and make something smaller, exclusive, and a, an environment where it's top producer and agent focused instead of, well, how do we just get by, pay the least into our brokers? It doesn't do a whole lot for us, except give us a brand. We wanted more than that, and we had these conversations at the very beginning. But also, as entrepreneurs, we're just way more excited about growing something that's ours than growing something that is attached to someone else.
1: Yeah, dude, I I, I agree. What? Why would you say so? Tote is our core values, right? And um, trustworthy, optimistic, tenacious, excellent. Why is trustworthy the first core values? In that acronym.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And when Jeff wrote them, I don't think he wrote them thinking that they were in an order of importance. But I'm so glad that trustworthy uh, me is too. first, because that's what's missing when you when you think of uh, any other profession except maybe law practice and real estate. When you talk to a professional, you trust the professional. But that does that doesn't generally get applied in our industry. So people have a distrust for realtors. They they're not quite sure what they do. They're not quite confident in the value, and it feels like it's a it's a shark fest. And when you call up a realtor, you're not sure if you're getting a shark or someone who's genuine and wants to help you. Mm. So when when we pick those again, so happy trustworthy is first because trustworthiness is a big part. And yes, we have excellence. Yes, we have excellent marketing. We have optimism. We have tenacity. We have excellent all this other stuff that goes into this formula of making us successful. Yeah, very important. But it all starts with trust. Mm. Because when when somebody talks with a moments agent, they're talking with somebody who has a worldview and a business passion and dedication. Yeah, to being someone that is trustworthy. Yeah. So you talk with a moments agent, you're not talking with a salesperson, you're talking with a professional consultant. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude, we were talking about that yesterday on the webinar. It's like, if, if, and we're talking about scripts and, and cold calls and calling through leads, but we really, we believe in the service that we offer. That's why we can confidently say, Hey, when we're calling you back, we don't feel like we're, you know, knocking down somebody's door or inconveniencing them. We play the role of the consultant. Yeah, We want to add value and we know that we're, excellent at what we do. We have an excellent team surrounding yeah. us. It's not just me as the individual, just you as the broker. Yeah. You yeah. Just hold your name
0: out there. You right. know,
1: Claire in marketing or whatever anime transaction. It's like, no, it's, it's the whole team. Yeah. We're excellent as a whole. So yeah. that way, when we go into any listing presentations, um, any zoom calls or any cold calls, we go in with confidence knowing that we're professionals in our industry. And yes. we want to play that role of the consultant. And I think that's infectious. And I think that's that's why moments is going to blow up down the road because other people are going to see that vision you and I have. Yes. The rest of the team, more yes. people are inevitably are going to want to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I completely it's the ultimate leverage where we have people in those roles that are just excellent at what they do. Yeah. Which free us up to do more sales. But it's also like you said, it really hits on a key, especially for those of us and it applies whether you're new in the business or experienced, but especially for those of us who are not 30 years in to have to have the confidence that I'm not just holding myself out as a professional. I have I have people who are who are behind me and backing me in the same mm. company on the ground that will work on this deal, mm. who will be you the client and who will be involved in every step of the process, who are experienced and, and working alongside me. Yeah. I think that confidence and, and a lot of this is mindset and what makes an agent successful or unsuccessful is mindset. Yeah. So having that mindset is just going to be contagious. Sellers are going to understand it. Buyers are going to understand it. And when they're out there shopping for who they want to work with, man, an agent who's holding themselves out there is I'm the superstar. I'm the professional. I'm all of this stuff. I don't think that's nearly as compelling. And I know that it's not as compelling as someone who's saying I'm excellent. I'm professional I'm this. And I've got a full-time transaction team. I've got a, I've got a listing manager who works alongside me. We, we go through every touch point of this process and strategize about your situation as a Mm. a team of professionals. So different, Mm. man.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, it's a mindset shift. Uh, It gives us more confidence and ultimately, you know, I want to, um, I want to go to sleep at night being excited, happy, uh, and, and really happy with the way that I've invested into the clients that I'm working with. And yeah. if it's just a quick sale, if I'm trying to shove something down somebody's throat, I don't want that. I want no part in that. Um, I only want to add value Yes. as yeah. add, add as much value as possible. Anything else in that is, is not what we're about. You know, and I
0: think I think that's what's what makes you so successful in working with people that are like total strangers with all these leads that we've never we don't have a connection with because they they recognize that in you and in our conversations and in our mentality. Man, this has been a great first podcast. I've I loved this. I'm looking forward to next week. Let's next week we're gonna get into a little bit more about psychology, a little bit more about what goes yep. into making an Asian professional and, and what makes them successful. So looking forward to talking about that.
1: All right, man. Appreciate Talk to you soon. It, man.
0: Talk to you soon.